Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. All mankind together will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of the Lord. The second reading is from Luke chapter 2 and can be found on page 1014. Luke chapter 2, verse 21 to 40. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of dove and two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now um, dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. A light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. 
and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Please keep this passage open um, for the sermon. Thank you. Older than most of you. Quite a bit older. And to be honest, I don't know if I've got much more time left. But all my life, I've been waiting for the Lord to act. You know what the prophet says, don't you? You know, the great prophet. He says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for. Later on, he says, burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. And just bear with me, one more. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. You know what the prophet says. And you know the story of our people. You were taught it as children. The great nation of Israel settled in its land. The Lord having driven out all its enemies. We were free. You know all about King Solomon and the majestic temple, the cloud of God's presence filling it. And you know how our ancestors failed how they failed to worship the Lord alone, how they drifted off to worship false gods, gods made of wood and stone. We abandoned our God, and so our God abandoned us. He gave us up into the hands of the Babylonians. They took away our land. They took us into exile. And by the rivers of Babylon, we sat and we wept. And yes, a few decades later, the Lord had mercy. The Persians took over. They let us come home. So 400 years ago, we came out of exile. But I don't think our sins were paid for. I think we brought our sins back with us here to Jerusalem. Look at this place. Our king, he's a puppet. Been this way most of the time since the exile. Puppet of the Persians back then, puppet of the Romans now. We're not really free. Okay, we have a temple of sorts. When was the last time you saw the cloud of God's glory in that place? hmm? We've come back to Jerusalem, but if you think about it, really, we're still in exile. Comfort my people, says the prophet. I'm still waiting for that. All the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. I'm still waiting for that. 
The glory of the Lord appears over you. Nations come to your light. I'm still waiting for that. I don't see the nations of the world coming to us so they can see the light and worship the Lord. I see the nations of the world coming to us so they can conquer us and lead us away from the Lord. A lot of our people have given up on God acting. They've given up being hungry and thirsty for righteousness. They've settled down. They're well fed. They're comfortable. They're not mourning the Lord's absence. They're laughing. They're rich. Look at those blokes changing money in the temple courts. There's a whole industry that wouldn't even exist if the denarius hadn't come to town. Those guys are making good profits thanks to the Roman occupation. They're laughing now. What about when the Lord does act? What will happen to them then? A lot of people have given up on waiting for the Lord to act. But when I was young, I had an experience. The Lord gave me a message. The Spirit of the Lord revealed to me that the Christ was coming in my lifetime. You'll think I'm crazy. I know you're thinking to yourself, every time some lunatic thinks the Christ is coming, people end up dead. And you're right. But I didn't pick up a sword and start causing trouble. I thought if the Lord is sending his great king, then the great king will lead the battle. It's not up to me. And so I waited. I got older and I waited. I got older and I waited. Everyone gets a bit grumpy when they get old. But imagine what it's like for me. Year after year, still waiting. Year after year and it seems less and less likely that God's going to keep his promise. And as an old man, I'd almost given up hope that it was going to happen. I won't pretend I didn't feel that temptation to do what everyone else does. Just settle down, get comfortable, start compromising, make the most of the here and now. I felt that temptation, but I kept waiting. And then four days ago, just just four days ago, do you remember where you were four days ago? Four days ago I woke up and the Spirit told me I had to go to the temple that day. I do go up there sometimes. Amidst all the religious charlatans, there are a few people there like me waiting for the Lord. There's this old girl, Anna. She's as full on as they come. She's there at the temple all day, every day, just praying and waiting, praying and waiting. She lost her husband when she was young. She's been struggling along as a widow for decades. So I suppose it's easier for her to appreciate that things are not right the way they are. (laughs) So I went up to the temple, and in there in the temple courtyard, they caught my eye. This fairly pathetic-looking little family. I found out later they were originally from Nazareth. Ever heard of Nazareth? No, exactly. It's a tiny little dump of a place up north. They were originally from Nazareth, but they just travelled from Bethlehem, something to do with the census, I think. And I can tell they've been on the road for a while just from the smell. 
I reckon a lot of people from up in Galilee don't bother coming down to Jerusalem for religious things anymore. It's too far, it's too hard. But this couple, they were doing just what the law says. They'd come to the temple to make purification for the mother and to present their firstborn child to the Lord. They didn't have much money. They couldn't afford the lamb, so they were just buying the two birds instead. But this humble little family, they were doing it right. They were doing everything required by the law of the Lord. I went up to them and I looked at their tiny little baby. And I can't explain it, but I knew this, this is the one. This is the saving one. This is the Christ, the King. He was nothing special to look at. A grubby little thing. Who knows where he'd been sleeping. But as I took him in my arms, I had tears in my eyes. I just couldn't help praising God out loud. And I said, Sovereign Lord, as you've promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. And you know what I mean when I say the Lord's salvation, don't you? It's not just something about me. This is about all God's people together. It's what the prophets talked about. It's about the sin of all God's people finally, truly being paid for. It's about the Lord taking away our hearts of stone and giving us hearts of flesh so that we'll actually be holy as he is holy. I'm talking about the exile coming to an end, the Lord coming to be with us, finally raising up his people. But it's not just about us. It's for the nations, those nations that have pushed us around all these years. This is a salvation where people from every tribe and tongue will finally see reality. Give up their stupid idols. Come and worship the living God. That's what I mean by salvation. And I'm telling you, my eyes have seen it as I held that grubby little baby boy. You should have seen his parents' faces. They looked like they'd been through a lot. And as they heard all these things I was saying about their boy, they just marvelled. We all marvelled. I told you before about old Anna, who's at the temple every day. She came over and she saw it too. And she just started overflowing with praise to God and telling everyone who would listen about this boy. So I think my time is nearly done. I don't think I'll be around much longer. But I can die happy. Because now that baby's born, I know our rescue has begun. I know that the Lord is acting. I might not be around to see how it all plays out. But you, you young ones, you'd better keep your eyes open. You'd better watch that boy. Because somehow he's going to restore our people to what we should be. But I suspect that'll be messy. I told his mother, this boy is going to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel. Some of us have been waiting for him and we'll receive him gladly. 
But I can see a lot of people have a lot invested in the status quo. You can be sure that he'll be spoken against. The thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. People will show their true colours when they're faced with the Lord's Christ. And it won't be pretty. I warned his mother. It won't be easy for her. So you, you better watch that boy. Don't get distracted with things that will make you forget about him. I know you have to make a living. But you just make sure that listening to me talk about his birth isn't the last you hear about him. You better watch that boy. And you better watch your heart. Because I can tell you, if your heart is set on things below, if you're comfortable, if you're doing well out of the way things are now, you've already received your comfort. And this boy, this Christ, this king, when you meet him, he'll be your downfall. But if you're waiting, if you're longing for the consolation of God's people, if you're hungry and thirsty for righteousness, if you're yearning for things to be put right, then this Christ is the one who will raise you up. There'll be a place for you in his glorious kingdom. You better watch this boy. Tell the outsiders, there's plenty of them around, tell the outsiders that the light has come. There's no need for ignorance anymore. Tell them that the Lord has come to save his people and so come and get aboard. God's salvation is here. I've seen it with my eyes. I've held him in my arms.